0: future. We are talking real money.
1: Don't you love it how uh when we are in a new year, everybody talks about new things like uh your your new diet, your new exercise program, your new savings and investing program and well, new relationships. It's a season for new relationships. We're going to get rid of that old one and start something new. We're going to get it right this time though. We're going to get it right. <laughs> well, you know, there's there's not a lot you can do to absolutely get it right, but when it comes to money, maybe we can help a little bit. I'm Don, Tom's over there. This is Talking Real Money, the podcast, one of the early podcasts for 2024, actually one of the early financial podcasts just overall. It started under a different name, but we've been doing a podcast for like, you know, forever podcast time. I think long, it's like 17 years. Yeah, that's a Maybe long a longer, time in podcast years.
2: 18 years, something like that. Yeah, we've been yeah. out there.
1: So that's like a hundred in podcast years. Indeed, Indeed. yeah. Feels like a hundred. Anyway, we're going to help you build a better financial relationship because one of the things people don't talk about, It's just not supposed to be discussed with your significant other, your spouse, uh, your live-in friend is money. People don't like to talk about money. And then what happens? It leads to all kinds of problems. So here are, well, okay. There was an article in the New York times, 11 questions to ask your roommate or significant other or, or future spouse. Well, Tom looked at it and went, I don't want to do 11. Too much. I don't think they're all that important anyway. I don't
2: want to burden myself that much in the new year. I don't don't want to work that hard.
1: Okay, there you go. So Tom, Tom sorted the wheat from the chaff. He carved the meat off the bone. He got to the heart of the matter. How many other metaphors can I? Think, I um, think you're doing I, pretty well there. Yeah, I, th- for I the think that's year, it you. are off to yeah, a good start. I, I'm off yeah. to a good start. I, I My uh, my New Year's resolution was to uh, improve the uh, quantity and quality of metaphors in the New Year. I said, and quantity, I'm doing great. Quality. Simpler anyway. words.
2: Simpler words. Not simpler the, don't words. use the cohort thing. So go easy. Yeah. Huh?
1: Go easy on Tom because he tends to drift off into, uh, you know, that's I'm showing true. off a little bit. You
2: notice I forgot my tie today for the first time. I
1: know. I don't. The, in the new years. year, Tom is giving up ties.
2: No, I didn't say that. I just oh, forgot it. On, I, in I'm new year, I'm getting up. old. I forgot. You're getting
1: old. You might as well loosen up a little right, bit. Okay. And, you know, as you get older, that tie is going to get tighter around the neck.
2: <laughs> yeah. The not saying
1: is. you're going to gain weight or anything, but that that's going to get tighter. Uh, anyway, so Tom has has cut the list down to what he believes are the most important questions you should put to someone you are going to have a relationship of some kind with.
2: And the first one they come up with this is the literally the first. What would you do if you won the lottery? So I actually asked my wife last and daughter last night uh-huh. at the table. Uh-huh. And I you can know, see first, where this is going. No, on. the first thing my wife said was, which was very wise because it, she must have heard this. Well, I'm not going to do anything now. They always tell you wait a year before you do anything. I thought, actually, that's pretty good. I said, okay, after the year, in air quotes, what would it be? I don't know that I would change my life. She said I might buy a car, you know, pay off the mortgage, do some of the obvious things, um, which surprised me because I thought she'd be one of the people who said, well, I'm going to take some of it and go crazy. But this does this is a good a reasonable point, I think for people to ask each other, what would you do with a surprise
1: windfall? Not that there's a correct answer.
2: There isn't. It's
1: just to kind of get a feel for that other person and, and how they would react to a windfall. Indeed. uh, Whether they, they, they tend to be a little frivolous and and none of those are bad answers. I'm going to go buy a car. Not a bad answer. No, I am going to go on vacation. Not a bad answer. Uh, investing it, not a bad answer. I, I, you know, one, I know I'm not going to win the lottery. So my answer is don't I matter? won't play, so I can't win. But
2: you, there may be someone in your life you don't know about that could leave you a lot of money or something. You don't know that. Yeah, what I if, pretty what, much
1: do. No, somebody no. in the
2: audience that thinks I've listened no. to Don McDonald okay. for 30 plus years. I love the guy. Here's the- blank. <laughs> There's a lot you of money planting
1: Don. that seed. But uh my <laughs> guess is all checks
2: will be cashed. That the way. will
1: never happen. You never know. Uh but I'm pretty sure windfalls are, you know, they're just not for me. The
2: bottom line still for the two of us would be, you know, I like the work I do. So it wouldn't be like I woke up and went, "Ah, never going back to work," right? Yeah, I'd still that's do the, the podcast, thing. still
1: do the stuff I like. So uh, I yeah. would keep working, so yeah. it wouldn't change my life any except I, I you know, the one thing I can think is I'd buy a, a, a probably get another car because right now Debbie and I just have one car. You know what
2: I would do? The one other change I would make in my life is I would spend time somewhere other than here in the winter months where the it's dark sixteen uh, hours a day. You would
1: get the Arizona second home. I think,
2: I think I would. I think yeah. you're right. And I'd try yeah. to figure out how to spend more time there.
1: Yeah, Um, okay, you're right. I probably get the Northerns.
2: There you go. So you get tired of the (laughs) eighty-eight degrees in weather all the
1: time. Exactly. All right. Um, What else you got there?
2: Well, this is this one's a little a little more direct (laughs) because I don't know. It says, uh, "How much money do you have? How much debt is a question you should ask someone, which I think is not an unreasonable thing to ask someone when you're moving in together, but I don't know how people are going to necessarily answer that."
1: I think that that's a great question for a future spouse. I don't know that that's such a great question, both parts, for a future roommate. Now, I do think the debt question is a good one because you want, if you have, if you're moving in with someone who is going to be partially responsible for the obligation of the place you're renting, It'd be kind of nice to know that they're not in debt up to their eyeballs. You know, for
2: example, right now, if you were moving in with a guy named Rudy into a new apartment, you might want to check on the financial background just to see if there's any debts that could be a problem, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and you're not referring to anyone in particular. You no, just no, no. grabbed no, the name Rudy out of the air, just thin air, came out of nowhere. Yeah, Nothing not political right. about that, ladies no, and gentlemen. No, not in the least.
2: Uh, the next question is, is there anything about your finances or future finances that I should know about? Anything about my finances or future finances you're curious about?
1: Well, wait a minute. You should just volunteer the same damn information.
2: If you, you know, it's to not
1: like, else. is there yeah. anything you'd like to ask me? No, here, I'm going to tell you everything. And then you tell me everything. It's the, I'll show you mine. If you show me yours kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, good luck with that. I mean, it's, if again, well, but, okay. The part of that I don't like is future.
2: What do I know about my financial future? I hope it's better than my financial past.
1: I guess you don't I don't know, know. anything about yeah. your financial oh, future. No. I mean, I guarantee you that 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 hypothetical guy named Rudy would have had no idea years ago that he would be in the trouble he is in now. Indeed. Would be an absolute so shock. How would I'd he have correct. shared that with the former Mrs.
2: Rudy? Yeah, exactly. So I think that's fair. I, and again, these I find this entire topic interesting because I think people have a tendency— even if you they thought they're being totally honest about this, that they wouldn't be. It's it just part of its human nature that people have a trouble have trouble sitting down and talking about their values about money, how much money they have, their spending habits. Very hard. For but wouldn't it be people. nice if we could? I, I think we're trying to help. Um, here's another question. If we share a household, do we want to share money?
1: Again, that makes a lot of sense for a married couple, not for roommates going to put your roommate in joint tenancy on your checking account? All joking no. aside, in my house, it's
2: everything that I make is ours. Everything she makes is hers. Oh yeah, that's
1: what do you Without, think? You're the it's only not, one. It's not
2: gender based. That's just
1: you, you think no, you're the I, only I didn't one. Say that? No, I didn't. say I, that. I I have no idea what happens to my wife's social security check. None whatsoever. There you go. All right. It's it's gone. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't go no to doesn't go happens. to the household bills. No clue.
2: I have no idea what happens to my wife's pizza money. It's gone. No idea.
1: It's so what you give her an allowance Jeez. every week to go out and buy pizza. What a nice guy! <laughs> I mean, Here, cheap- honey, here's a little pizza money for you this week. Go ahead, and get a little- go cheap. Go get a slice.
2: Tight, 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 tight. Get a slice and a coke. Um, this is this is a fascinating um, area that I know you want to spend a little time on. Uh, how do we stop having the same fight about money?
1: Oh, that wait. Okay. That's a question. Yeah. Um, wow. That's the (laughs) generally speaking, the reason you keep having the same fight about money is because you didn't talk about the first couple of questions.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's Uh, like, oh, well, that's
1: a surprise. Mm -hmm. I didn't know you were a spendthrift or wow. Um, look at all your credit card debt that I'm now partially responsible for. Hmm. Yeah, let's have a fight about that, shall we? Let me ask you a question.
2: Hypothetical.
1: Okay. Oh, great. Hypothetical. Yeah. See, he's taking so, the partner thing a little too seriously. Yeah.
2: Hypothetical. Let's assume two people move in together. Two people. And move. one person makes $100,000 a year, and the other person makes half of that, 50000 right. Okay. Do you think when, then, when it comes to the bills, one person should pay mm. twice as much as the other person?
1: Depends on the relationship. What does that mean? Come no, on. it does. If it's married, then yeah.
2: Everything goes in one pot. It all gets yeah, paid. Yeah. Yeah. Which if by the way, this never happened to me that way, but okay.
1: If it's mere roommates, like you're sharing an apartment. Yeah. You're not lovers. Ah, okay. You're roommates. These are just. Then they the the, the the you split the expenses in half.
2: It is what it is. Yeah.
1: It, it okay, is what it, it is. I think in this case they're
2: talking about a romantic relationship. If you're talking
1: romantic and you're probably going to get married, then back to answer A: the wealthier person pays more because you're just going to build a lot of resentment in the person who makes less. Yeah, that's my guess. I am not a I am not a psychologist, nor do I play one on the radio. So. Yeah, but you know, the person with the more money has the room to be a little more generous. Fair
2: enough. Yeah, it there again. It's what you said a few minutes ago. There's no right or wrong here.
1: No, there really isn't. No, actually, the correct answer to I think pretty much. I, I tried to get the domain name today. I know you're working on it. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, I think the correct answer to pretty much everything in life is, eh, it depends.
2: And let me add a little a few things from when I get in a room with a couple. Now, most of the time it's about the plan, right?
1: Why, why are you sorry. laughing? I was thinking about Bridget Ziegler. Oh, okay. <laughs> that works too. When I get uh, in a room with a couple. A
2: couple. A couple. Um,
1: <laughs> you got clothes on, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. I, I don't remember I'm, any meetings without with them, him. but, you know, yeah, it's okay, late well, Friday afternoon or something. Well, Bridget okay, so, Ziegler
1: did. Yeah, well, uh, I'm sorry. I'm not getting political. It's just kind of funny.
2: It is funny. Um, Even if you're correct, and this has happened to me many times, because again, back to the dinner table discussion, oftentimes we'll have a discussion about money or something financial, and my daughter will tell my wife, why are you arguing with him? You know this, he knows this, this is what he does. (laughs) It's a fascinating thing, right? But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So I've got a little suggestion to people, even if you're correct. I've learned,
1: be don't gentle. Be.
2: No, be gentle. Don't be like, oh, this is just the way it is. You got to go. Be gentle. That's one. Okay. No, I'm, I'm Wait, sorry.
1: hold on. Before I let you move on from that one. Yeah, okay. That's a problem for you? I know you a little too well. You don't think I can be gentle? I think that it still is a challenge for you oh, at I times. Oh, I think it is. No, I think yeah. no,
2: very much so. Okay. I'm very good at telling you what to I'm do. right. And you're wrong. No, oh, you're yeah. good. at, Very oh, yeah, right. good at that. And that you and my with... wife,
1: you're like two peas in a pod and <laughs> um, I'm kind of that... married to both of you.
2: <laughs> exactly. And that comes from also from being a, a referee for 30 plus years where and, on the field, and, it doesn't matter. You might be and, right. But and the I'm child of a
1: Colonel in the air force
2: that, and then running my own business, all these things all right. where, you know, what else anyway. you got? Um, the second one is, and this is harder, but it's kind of worked for me in a way in nearly 20 years of marriage take baby steps because you can't just walk in and say, we're going to fix that. We're going to do because that's another part of my bad personality traits is starting today. We're going to do this. That never works. What does work is incremental change, atomic habits, right? These are little things you do at a time that hopefully result in, you know, a better, firmer relationship around
1: money. <laughs> so it's kind of like, Throwing the frog in the cold pot of water, I see an and then gradually ah. turning up the heat. Ah, that's,
2: that's a, <laughs> I'm going to try that one at home tonight. See if how that goes over.
1: Eventually, you get
2: your way. <laughs> and here's here's the best one. This, yeah. I stole this from you because you already told me you're going to mention it. Um, when things really get ugly, and they they can't they, they do finances are no, always will. at the core of things. It seems. Um, use a third party. I think yeah. that makes a ton of sense. I yeah. really do. And I mean, by the way, if it's it. me, I pick the third party.
1: <laughs> Did you me. ever watch the uh the Marriage Counselor show? I think it was on Showtime? No. Very very good. Uh interesting couple dynamics and it was real marriage counselor sessions. So, very much like a uh, a marriage counselor, a psychologist for those purely relationship issues, most of which are not financial. Um, you, you need somebody like that. When it comes to financial, this is another area where having that financial advisor that you really do trust, who's, who knows your life can be really helpful because they can say, all right, from a financial standpoint, it's X. From an emotional standpoint, it may be Y or Z. I don't know. But purely financially, here's why this makes sense and so it, it can
2: help to have that other
1: person issue that opinion but the, but the but the the bottom line of all of this is don't avoid talking about it find a way even if it's just gradually turning the heat up under the pot to to broach the subject and to to get a better understanding of how you guys work together after 30 years you're going to figure it out but sometimes along the way it can be a bumpy ride very bumpy, and I
2: don't even want to go back to the beginning of um, my marriage today because it began with a long negotiation of, over the prenuptial agreement, which was not fun, by the way, for oh, either yeah. party.
1: So, Yeah, we didn't even do one of those. Which but doesn't even matter today, but it doesn't matter there. today. No, it really doesn't. But, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. um, so you know, have a conversation. Yep. Lots of conversations, mm-hmm. and continue to have them. And money is important. It should be talked about. As a matter of fact, Tom just made a great point. He talks about it in front of his daughter. That's actually really good future training. I hope. Talk we'll about see. money in front of your kids. No, you should talk about money in front of your kids. At least at least they'll begin to get a feel for the dynamic.
2: Fair enough. And she's kind enough to ask like, you well, can we afford this? Can we do I, which I think is really nice, which I find on What? Yeah. You have a responsible child. She's like, oh, can, can we, you know, so I keep telling her, yeah. Yeah, she already has the rowing scholarship at USC. So it doesn't really matter. The rest of it falls into place. So
1: she's a rower?
2: Well, um, she's not a rower, but she has a rowing scholarship there. It's a whole. Oh,
1: you worked the deal. Yeah,
2: it's a side door.
1: Oh, the side door. Okay. I didn't know she was a rower, but apparently that doesn't matter.
2: picture of her. That's right. I
1: do. I do remember there was a, there was a little bit of a news story about that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) All right. All kidding aside here. How about a couple of quick questions for you?
1: It's question time. It's question time.
2: This comes from Johnny in Bassett, Virginia. Uh Apparently a love of dogs there. I have a UT. Hey, quit hounding the guy. (laughs) <laughs> oh that's good. I have a UTMA, which is isn't that uniform transfer something? to
1: minors, Transfer Act. to minor, not for Transfer to minors. Act.
2: Yep. For my grandchildren at Vanguard, is it mm-hmm. possible to switch the UTMA to a 529 plan? I'm thinking I may have to keep the UTMA open and open five twenty nines in addition. I hope not. Thanks for all you guys do. Much appreciated. Moving well, money from a UTMA
1: to a five two nine. If they're minors, then the custodian has control over the assets and can use them in the best interests of the miner. Yes. But so, you cannot
2: take money directly from a UTMA move to a 529 unless you pay the tax. Well, you, t- UTMAs aren't tax advantaged. Exactly. So there no, would no, simply be, if you, you had a game You just gain cash there, it out. Right. So I'm saying you'd have to sell one and then buy the other. You, you can't move it direct. I think what he's saying is, can I just move the money over to the 529? No. Well,
1: yeah, no, if but it has no gain, be,
2: yes. But if it has a yeah. gain in it, then you're going to pay tax on it.
1: Yes. Oh, on any gain. Okay. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. but yes, the money can be used. If, oh, if it's sure. in the best interest of the child to move it into the 529 for the child. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, now this, this really does come down to a legal question though, of the, the ultimate ownership of the account, because once you give a UTMA or a UGMA, oh, okay. the assets are property kind of property of the minor.
2: I see but what you're saying, what, but the 529 but the law, is property of the the holder of you. Right, exactly. Yeah, so you got a good point there. But yeah. but
1: the reality is that as the custodian, you cou- because if it's in the best inter- it always all the laws I've read say best interest of the minor. Ah. So if it is in the best interest of the minor for you to take the money and transfer it back to you to be able to put it in a 529 for them, I cannot imagine anybody coming after you yeah i mean it would have to be the child as an adult figuring out to come you to did look this at thing. it and go oh, i don't think that was in my best interest i'm going to sue grandpa
2: and here's the thing about the Then anyway grandpa. the 529s now two things number one if the money's truly going to be used for education i see no reason to have it in a utma none Not part anymore. two is not nope. anymore. Part two is remember that thirty five grand from that five twenty nine can go right it in directly into their Roth IRA at some point. That's just yeah. a huge advantage.
1: Huge. And in, <laughs> any, I can't imagine any court in the land saying, "Well, gosh, moving it so the kid could have thirty five thousand dollars in a Roth IRA that was not in that kid's best interest." Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not going to happen. No, not going to happen.
2: Okay, Gary from Kent, Washington writes: Is investing in SPDRs I think those are called spiders, Spiders. a wise investment. Can you tell me your opinion on spiders?
1: You didn't spell spiders properly. It's S-P-I-D-E-R-S. And, you know, for arachnophobes, they don't want to own any spiders. Just crawl your
2: way out of this one.
1: No. No. You wriggle, you more like wriggle.
2: Yeah, uh, spiders been around for a long time. This is nothing new. I think they have mm-hmm. they started with like the S and P five hundred. It all started with yeah. a
1: spider, correctly. The yeah. itsy bitsy spider was the Standard and Poor's Depository Receipt (SPDR). Correct. One of the early, in fact, may have been the first ETF. I think it was. Really? Yeah, I think it was. And now they they refer all of the State Street. ETFs are often referred to in the vernacular as spiders. So it state street ETFs are legion. Oh my gosh. I don't even know how many they have. I I, it's it's got to be it's hundreds. I think it probably
2: is. I mean, think about all the, I mean, there's thousands of indexes per se, but, uh, yeah. So we're okay with spiders. Sure
1: and and the the s the spdrs the spdrs they mainly are based i think they're all based on s&p indexes and but they're i mean you know we this is one of those questions that does not have a a specific answer for for example there's the spdr double line total return tactical etf don't use that i would we suggest that no. probably not Expense ratio for an ETF pretty high, 0. 0.55.
2: Yeah. No, so but the structure we're okay with because ETFs that's just an exchange like. traded fund. Yes. Mm-hmm. The specifics, as Don said, it depends.
1: Yeah, it depends on the fund. Yeah. On the ETF. I'm just gonna keep calling them funds because they are, no, funds. They are funds. Exchange traded funds. Indeed
2: they are. Yeah. Okay. Good. All good right. questions, good answers. I, I do want to mention here we are in the new year. If you want a little help? We can get that for you. We can. Nope. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Unless Besides, you guys I have stopped sure. doing it. No, I don't think so. Still I mean, everybody's going okay with it, right? Twenty twenty four. You
1: betcha. Twenty twenty four. Start the year off right with a meeting with a real fiduciary advisor who will actually give you actionable assistance, not charge you anything, and not pressure you to become an Appella client. That is not done it's not allowed and you know
2: as part of that process we actually look at your current holdings it's pretty cool You and we tell you how diversified you are how expensive they are how much risk you're taking we got some great software that does all that for you and Things most, people, that most frankly, people don't know they're surprised they look at it and go mm-hmm. whoa i didn't know i was 85 percent in basically seven stocks the seven the magnificent seven and you want to be more diversified than that so we'll help you with that Absolutely.
1: All right. So all you have to do is go to talking real com and click on the button that says meet an advisor. So easy. So easy. Okay. Thank That's you all it. for being there. Yep, appreciate We're it. done with this podcast, but you know, right on its heels, there will soon be another one because thank goodness the holidays are behind us and I don't have to deal with all the holiday issues getting these things out. So. We're back on normal schedules and I'm much happier now. (laughs) I am. Give me a regular life. That's all I want without holidays. All right. There's no regular life. There's just life, first of all. So, yeah. All right. All right. uh, Back to it. We're going to just look around, find some cool things that allow us to keep doing what we love doing. And that is talking real money.
0: The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements, which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast listening